Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. So close to the Raiders. And Papali would be an appropriate man to score. He's done it. He's done it. Brought to you by OAC Digital. Come join us as we go behind the limelight. Hello and welcome to Behind the Limelight, the Raiders' official podcast, thanks to OAC Digital. Round 12 sees the Raiders return to GIO Stadium in NRL Indigenous Round after a magnificent victory against the South Sydney Rabbitohs in Dubbo last weekend. Joining me on the podcast this week is Rosie Harrison. Hello, Rosie. Hey, Ben. And for the first time this year and the first time as a non-player, see you, Soliola. How are you going? Salo for love, Ben. Good to see you, Rosie. Nice to see everyone. Good to have you on, Sia. It's uh, it feels like forever since uh, the fans probably had a chance to say hello. The first home game of the year, you were the Viking ambassador. What was that moment like? That was pretty awesome. Um, everything was was pretty quick actually. Um, it was quite the rush. So we came in. Jess was just telling me to go everywhere. It was, it was quite the, quite the rush, eh? But um, yeah, it was nice to sort of see everyone uh, blow the horn. That was pretty cool. Um, and have my kids down and you know just. Um, Really interact with the fans again, especially what happened last year when had to go up to Gold Coast and couldn't really see anyone uh, from from back home. So it was it was really nice to be back. Yeah, we're going to talk to you a little bit later about what life's been like after football and uh, and how you're settling into your nine to five. Um, and we'll, <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll have a chat to you about that and find out a bit more. And uh, we'll also have a look, of course, at that magnificent win against uh, the Rabbitohs last week, and we'll preview this weekend's huge game against the Eels at GIA Stadium. But first, let's go around the horn. Yeah, plenty making news this week uh, in terms of the green machine, and no bigger than having Jamal Fogarty back, Rosie, for the first time since injuring himself in the trial game. He's back for round 12, being named in the side at halfback, and exciting to see him on the team sheet. Yeah, it's a big inclusion this week um, back in the halves. Uh, early return from his knee injury. He was supposed to be back still out for a couple more weeks, but great to have him back for Indigenous round as well. And uh, yeah, super excited to see him play his first game for the Raiders. He's just an absolutely cracking fella too, Sierra, and a great uh, leader and mentor to have around the club as well and doing a really good job off the field and we finally get to see what he can do on it. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I was sort of just been dealing with him in the background as well, uh, just sort of just seeing him, how he, how he operates. Uh, he's been really, um, he's, he's been really beneficial um, for the group, you know, um, even though he's been injured. Uh, he's had a, definitely had a lot of influence uh, in the group already. Um on and off the pitch, um, I've seen him do a lot of things uh, for our club. Um, been working with um, Alan Tung and um, doing a, his bit for the community, and um, you know he's, he's really stepped up um, and you know been a really great mould for us um, and, and as, as a Raider. So you know we're very fortunate to have him. And as if anyone should know, it should be you. We know that you've had a really strong connection with the community in your time as a player and you've obviously won the Ken Stephen medal. So to have another player like that coming into this club and, and doing that great work, I mean, that's only going to be a good thing for the club as a whole. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, he understands. So he has, um, you know, that really you know, team first and club first mentality. Um, and, you know, I'm really excited to see what, um, you know, we only saw a glimpse of it uh, during the trials, but I'm really excited to see him. And full credit to him, you know, um, smashing out his rehab and, and, and smashing it um, so he's able to come back pretty early. 
unfortunately, Rosie, the, the flip side is um, Chance Nickel Klukstar. Um, that hamstring injury um, is a high hamstring injury and he'll miss six weeks. So that's a, a big blow for the side because Chance was really starting to get himself back into form. Yeah, it's devastating news for him. He had injuries like last year but came back this year and was going really well. So really unfortunate that he got that injury um, late in the first half last week. But gives Xavier Savage opportunity to start um, fullback this week. He did a good job in the second half um, last weekend. So looking forward to seeing him. Yeah, I mean, we talk about um, the Dean Lance contribution, Sia, and there was something that Ricky brought in a couple of years ago about those little 1% efforts that make up a game. And yeah. uh, Chance, when he was injured on the weekend, he was doing that. He was chasing down that sideline, making that play um, to keep the Rabbitohs um, scoreless going into the second half. And unfortunately, he's picked up an injury from it. Yeah, it's an unfortunate situation, but, you know, it's part and parcel and you know, Chance understands that. Um, you know, it's all part of the game. Um, but you know we're we're pretty excited and uh, to have um, you know Xavier you know really fill in and he showed what he could do uh, when Chance um, was out. But um, yeah, like you said, um, you know the big factor of, of Chance is all those little things that he sort of does and doesn't get really get the big accolades, mm. but it really means a lot to the squad. So yeah, no, it's a big loss for. Yeah, defensively especially. I mean, when we're defending our own line, I mean he's a fullback, but he's up in the line on play four, play five. Um, you know, making tackles before he then folds back into the play to, to pick up the kick. So we'll definitely miss him there. And, but as you said, a, a wonderful opportunity for Xavier Savage to come in um, and make a mark over the next few weeks and, and press his claim uh, going forward. Uh, um, of course, Xavier is one of five players um, of Indigenous heritage that will represent the Raiders uh, on, at NRL level this weekend. Rosie, I mean, that's an, an incredible number. Um, five players and see, uh, you know, uh, for you know, you work in the well-being and education space, and you know the percentage of NRL players that um, identify as Indigenous. So to have yeah. five out of seventeen, that's a huge number. Yeah, for sure. And you know, we we really try and encourage um, you know players and that you know with their different cultural backgrounds, uh, in particular, you know, with us, you know, we've had um, Jack for for a long time. That's always uh, been the benchmark for us. Uh, but to have uh, five is incredible, um, you know, for us right now and. It's it's going to be amazing and quite fitting, you know, seeing as it's Indigenous round. So it'll be you know a big thing for the boys. Yeah, and we've got Adam Elliott, of course, Jack White and Jamal Fogarty, but then we've also got Xavier Savage, who identifies Rosie as both uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander, and then Sebastian Chris, um, who's got that Torres Strait Islander link as well. So wonderful to see, and we've seen the boys um, on the website this week talk about what this round means to them, and to have all five of those guys playing, and should also mention as well that Elijah Anderson is set to make his comeback from injury in the Cup team this weekend, so it's a really good spread uh, of those cultural um, you know, significance in the game this weekend. Yeah, definitely. And it's such a big round um, for them to all be a part of. And as you said before, we did a few videos during the week about talking about the jersey and everything. So they'll be able to proudly wear that on the weekend. But definitely a great um, representation um, in our club. Yeah, looking forward to seeing um, everybody out there as part of the celebration this weekend as we get ready for Indigenous Round in the NRL. <laughs> Raiders 32, uh, Rabbitohs 12 up there in Dubbo at Apex Oval. Great to get out there for another one of those regional fixtures and the Raiders put in a really strong performance to make it three wins on the trot. 
Uh, that game on the weekend, Rosie, uh, was another example of a really clinical first half. Um, not only did we score 20 points, we managed to keep the Rabbitohs to nil. Uh, and that's the second week in a row we've been able to do that. Yeah, I thought defensively uh, that first half was incredible. So many um, great tackles by everyone um, and a t- very big match of a team effort. Um, and then the attack as well. So scoring, you know, tries to Kotrick, Papa, um, Hudson and Seb. So a great effort there. And um, yeah, looking forward to building on that this weekend. The big thing I liked about the defence, see, it was the fact that we had to repel the Rabbitohs on for multiple sets on our own line. And you could just see the commitment in the team there um, as they defended their own trial line, which is what you want to see um, from your team at this time of the year yeah for sure and you definitely want to back up um, a lot of those efforts um, especially on your goal line and that really um, gives the team a lot of confidence when you're able to repel like you said Ben uh, repel teams on on back-to-back efforts like that and then regather the ball and um, actually go out into the other end and convert it into points as well so it was you know really good all-around effort and great growth area as well because you know we've been able to score you know ample amount of points in, in that first half but then to go back and back it up and, you know, uh, get a few more more points in the second half um, off the back of our defence. That's been, that's been amazing for the club. Also what I liked is the way that we scored our tries. We were going through the Rabbitohs' defensive line. Um, you know, we saw Hudson Young uh, crash over and that, that Sebastian Chris try was just wonderful effort. Corey Horsburgh um, with that sort of line break and then he popped the ball inside for Hudson. The no-look at a Tommy Starling and Sebastian Chris backing it up. Um, I mean, that's the type of football that people want to go and watch, Rosie. Yeah, it was super exciting. That no-look pass by Hudson Young to Starling was excellent. Um, and the, t- the try actually won NRL um, Try of the Week on their little online competition. So great to see and hopefully they'll um, bring out some more this week. Josh Papali'i crashing over as well in game number 250. That was a special moment, Sia. Um, you know, the, the whole week was built around Josh and, and that milestone and um, to see him score was just, you know, wonderful in, in such a big moment for him. Yeah, for sure. You know, I had the pleasure and, and the honour to, um, you know, present uh, Papa's jersey, uh, his 250th two, uh, jersey. So uh, that was pretty cool and emotional time, uh, just, uh, you know, with my old roommate and it's... It's nice to see Papa, you know, score on his um, on his two fiftieth. You know, Papa just doing Papa things. Um, you know, he's just been a great, great rock for for this club. Um, you know, he's provided ample amount of service, and um, you know, it's nice for the boys to actually back up. You know, not only Tups is one fiftieth the week before, but to do that again and and really really cool style uh, over there in Dubbo. You know, for Papa. Yeah, they were they were um, sensational. You mentioned Taps. Um, he's games this season have just gone to another yeah. level he's just been absolutely sure. awesome for us in the middle of the field and his his combination with Papa and then having you know Corey Horsburgh come yep. on and even young Harry Rushton came on the weekend and yep. his first two games I mean we played Penrith in his debut right. um, it was a really tough assignment for him but he he really I thought was um really strong this week in yep. what was his third NRL game yeah for sure and you know um <coughs> I've been keeping a close eye on, on Harry because, you know, we've sort of, you know, being in the space now and dealing with a, a lot of the um, younger crop. Uh, and, and, you know, Harry's been uh, one of the top performers in the, in the cop squad so week in, week out. So, you know, his, um, you know, him getting rewarded um, and playing in the NRL and seeing him actually doing really well. Um, it's, it's really, really cool to see, um, you know, that, that sort of development uh, in players and someone like Harry to, you know, take the big gamble come over here to Australia um, and and see it pay off. Um, and it, it must be, it's just pretty awesome for us to sort of see and as well as his family as well. 
Yeah, we got a glimpse into the future as well on the weekend. With uh, it was obviously Xavier Savage coming in in the yep. second half and um, and taking over from Chance at fullback. Uh, first time he's really been used at fullback this year, Rosie, after a couple of games on the wing and coming off the bench at various stages. Uh, and we saw what he can do with the ball in hand when given a bit of space and uh, sliced his way through for a try. Yeah, definitely. Um, that speedy a try just to see how fast he really is. So hopefully he'll be able to do that again this week. But I thought it was really solid at the back he's defensively and under the high ball he was really solid so I'm looking forward to seeing him play the full 80 minutes hopefully this weekend yeah really strong polished performance up there at Dubbo we'll put that one to bed uh, and we'll move on to the Eels in just a moment Uh, next up though we'll have a bit more of a chat with our special guest Sia Soliola you're listening to Behind the Limelight thanks to OAC Digital Joining us today on Behind the Limelight is Sia Soliola, recently retired. He's also moved into the Raiders welfare, uh, well-being and education space and, and doing some wonderful things in that in that uh, part of the business for the Green Machine. Sia, first of all, um, tell us what is life like after football because it's been such a big part of your life for so long. How's it going? Yeah, no, it's going really good. Um, get to see you guys for <laughs> first part of the day, so it's always pretty cool walking past you guys saying good day, um, and not in the changing room. So it's it's definitely um, a different look, um, you know, being in the office. But um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm surrounded by you know some good people uh, with uh, Dave Tom Brownie um, and um, you know and Andrew Bishop. Um, the challenges are different. Um, everything's uh, feels a little bit overwhelming at the start, you know, because you know quite the change and the transition into, um, you know, it's true what they say. Um, the biggest thing I've found that was hardest was um, the scheduling, mm. you know, um, you know, being having everything scheduled for you um, when you're playing footy and then outside, you, that's something that you've got to operate on your own. Um, so I'm still working on that. Uh, technology was a big thing as well. Um, understanding, you know, the conversations and threads and emails and uh, all that stuff. But no, that's pretty cool. And, you know, on the side, selling camera Toyota cars. I think get the sponsor yeah, plug yeah, in yeah. there. Yeah, well yeah, done, yeah, Merck. So I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah. I'm always, uh, yeah, I'm always getting told, "Hey, I saw you on TV." Yep, <laughs> yep. I mean, the biggest thing for a, a, a player, as you mentioned, it's that routine. It's that um, it's you know you've been doing it for the, so many years. I'm sure you don't miss. Or you didn't miss the preseason, that's for sure. But do you miss yeah. that week to week interaction with the playing group and, and being part of that team environment? Uh, no, not yet. Um, you know, I've, I've spoken to you know a lot of players, and that's definitely um, up there on their list. One of the, one of the things they missed, I think, still being in the industry um, and still being surrounded by all the boys, and um, you know, still in the conversations with them. But you know, I don't have to do all the hard work, that, <laughs> like you like you said, all the um, off season. And, I guess the pressures, um, you know, and the different emotions, the roller coaster emotions that you sort of go through, like that, you know, that really rough period that we sort of went through. Now we're going through a, a really, really good patch now. So um, I don't, I don't have those, which is, you know, it's okay because, um, you know, I've got four kids that just had the little six month old, and you know, they provide all those different roller coaster emotions for me when I get home. So Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're no first hand. <laughs> You've been working in the um, well-being space at the club. Tell us a bit about what type of work um, you've been doing. Yep. Um, so I've just been uh, basically just uh, one of the big ones was um, all the workshops that we sort of have to do and provide for um, all our players. Uh, basically, oh, basically in a nutshell, uh, we just do everything outside football. So, um, you know, we don't really have anything 
football-wise, we look after, you know, psychological, career-wise, education, you know, providing all that stuff. Um, you know, getting kids into the system, what it's all about, you know, uh, looking for accommodation, if they need licences, um, jobs, uh, you know, that that sort of thing. Just sort of get them up their feet. And if they're sort of um, struggling or they need help, we sort of refer them, you know, to, to, to the experts or the right people. How much of your past and, and your own experiences can you draw on when you're doing this job? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that was a lot of the, um, you know, especially when I first started, uh, there was a lot um, that I thought about and reflected on, you know, when, when I uh, dealt with a lot of the kids that were, um, I was dealing with them firsthand and getting to know them and understanding uh, what they needed. Uh, yeah, I couldn't help but think, oh, yeah, yeah, this is what I used to do. Yeah, this is what I got up to, but we just didn't have the technology um, as we do now. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> that's a real benefit. One of the other things we've spoken about before um, away from this podcast is that um, you probably didn't have an appreciation about how much goes on in a football yeah. club yeah, when you're a player. Right. I mean, you turn up, you do your training, yeah. you do what you're required to do and you, you leave again. But yeah. you've had a chance now to see everything that goes on in a footy club and you, you've probably got a new appreciation for what actually happens within the, the, the whole sort of club environment. Yeah, that's right. Um, you said it, Ben. Being here after hours when all the boys are gone, gone home, um, and seeing all you guys, um, uh, Jace and Donnie, and you know everyone here in the background work, uh, doing all the operations uh, to get there on the big day. Mm. Uh, man, yeah, <laughs> there's <laughs> definitely a lot of work that that really happens. So, boys, you better appreciate these guys. Eh? <laughs> we touched on it before, but um, you were able to present Josh Papali'i with his 250th um, jersey yep. last weekend. That must have been a really special moment for you. Yeah, yeah, and no, that was pretty awesome, you know, because. You know, being my old roommate, and um, you know, we shared a lot of stories on and off the pitch, and you know, to um, like be on the other end and um, cheering him on, and you know, seeing him, you know, still progress and uh, produce all the, you know, the, he's just a walking highlight reel, isn't he? Mm. Uh, he's just been amazing, and he's, he's continuing, continuing to, you know, um, produce some really cool stuff um, for our club. So, you know, it was, it was nice. Yeah, watching his um, as we we're putting together the the highlights package for him for his two fiftieth. There were so many highlights that we couldn't get in because yeah. there were so many tries, yeah, hits, right. um, tackles. But um, I did enjoy the cheer that went up at the lunch when um, the famous ankle tap came. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, yeah. and Jamal happened to be in the room. Yeah. Um, that was uh, that was fun. <laughs> but uh, no, so many highlights and and such a well deserved honour for him. Um, you know. Being on the other side of the fence this year, you got to probably watch a bit more football and rather than analysing clips and tackles and bits and pieces, you'd actually yeah. just to get to watch the games. What yeah. have you enjoyed about that? Oh, just the, um, I guess, you know, with their approach that they, they try to approach this year. And um, I, I've noticed that they're, you know, trying to um, chance their arm a little bit um, this year, in particular at the start, uh, you know. Um, I guess if we're like going to talk a bit like sort of comparing what's how how things have sort of progressed this year, you know, like um, uh, to see those tries and that you really come off um, uh, against South, you know, we, if you're talking five six weeks ago, mm. you know, those passes and that weren't weren't sort of sticking, and so it's it's nice that they've really stuck stuck with it, you know, they yep. haven't sort of. Gone back and but they've 
they've really mm. um, stayed consistent with it, and it's uh, I really think it's it's done it's produced some some really cool and exciting football. Yeah, I mean it's been well documented that um, obviously things aren't going to go as smooth when you lose your starting hooker and your starting yep. halfback before a ball's effectively kicked. I mean, Hodge played, what, a few yep. minutes in that first game. Right. So it was going to take time for things to gel. And, and obviously with Jamal coming back, we're going to see some um, time for him to get himself back into the side as well. But the signs are there, which is excellent. I have to ask you, um, Corey Hadawida-Nida has sort of taken over from you yep. Um, after the games, he's jumped in there with Simon a couple of times and, and done a little Viking clap with the crowd. Is that like a little legacy that you're happy to pass on? I was pretty excited. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was pretty happy that someone else is like, yeah, um, I love that. like ready to take that on because that's what it's all about, right? And, um, you know, for Corey, um, and he, he's been um, awesome um, for the playing group. You know, he's, he's taken a few things, um, you know, um, within the playing group. Mm. Um, uh, and taking a little bit of a leadership uh, role in that as well. So and to see him, you know, really connect, um, you know, the community and the players, that's, that's pretty awesome. Yep, great to see and we hope it continues when he gets himself back into the team. Uh, moving on now to the Raiders and the Eels. GIO Stadium, 4pm this Sunday, Raiders and Eels and Rosie. We're expecting a big crowd out there. Um, sales for tickets have been uh, exceptional and that 4 o'clock time slot usually brings um, families to the game and we should see what should be a massive atmosphere out there. Yeah, Sunday 4 o'clock, nothing better than Sunday afternoon footy and um, it should be a nice day as well. So, And it's also a triple header at GIO Stadium. So we've got the Jersey flag and the New South Wales Cup um, Raiders teams both in action beforehand. So um, it'll be a great day of footy all round. Yep, sure will be. We talked about Jamal Fogarty coming back into the team. Uh, so yeah, uh, his combination with Jack Whiten for this back end of the season is going to be um, really important for us. Yep. Uh, we obviously saw a, sm- a small glimpse of it in that trial match against Manly, but yeah. these two mm. very experienced halves, um, and it, it, it seems as though they really enjoy playing with each other when they can. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, um, it's still going to take a little bit of time, I think, you know, for, for everything to gel, but... Um, you know, like you said, they bring a wealth of experience, and you know, why, you know, why shouldn't be uh, we be really excited about, you know, Jamal coming into the fold and um, and the way the forwards are really, um, you know, taking charge of the, you know, this last month or so, um, they've really been leading the way, like you spoke about, you, mm-hmm. know, you know, Papa Taps, Corey, Adam Elliott, you know, just really showing that that really good camper Raiders aggression um, and defence and attack. It's been it's pretty pretty cool. So that's that's only going to make Jamal's um, job a, a lot more easier, and Xavier as well. Yeah, with Jamal coming into the side, and Savage has probably taken um, most of the attention this week. But Jared Croker also back, um, and thankfully only a couple of weeks out with that shoulder injury, and he comes back into the side, which sees Sebastian Chris move back to the bench um, and become that sort of impact player. But um, having Jared back as well, his leadership, his goal kicking, obviously great to have him back in the side, Rosie. Oh, massive inclusion. And yeah, so grateful that he only missed a couple of weeks with that shoulder injury. We thought it was going to be pretty bad to start with, but um, grateful that he's back. And yeah, he just slots straight back into that centre spot. And um, Seb Chris, I thought, played really well on the weekend. He'll do really well in that bench spot. Um, bench spot. He can play um, sort of anywhere in that back line. So looking forward to him. Another person I thought that played really well was Zach Wilford and just his second game back um, starting as hooker. So that little combination with Tom Starling coming um, on sort of midway through that first half um, is really dangerous for us. So looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, it's amazing. Sometimes um, players just pop themselves up out of the 
the blue, you're not expecting them to, to come in and make an impact, but see as Zach's got his opportunity and he's going really well. Yeah, and um, he spoke well at um, our, jazz, um, our SG Ball. Um, yep. Where been, um, talking about SG Ball and uh, Harold Matt's presentation and he spoke about his journey um, and how close he was to, you know, um, you know sort of questioning whether um, he was going to continue in the game. But, you know, all of us lucky, you know, he, he stuck with it. Um, you know, he got a shot um, here and uh, he's been amazing for us. Yep, and now he gets that opportunity to make it three games in a row this weekend. Talking about spine players, the Eels have got a very formidable uh, spine. They've got uh, Mitch Moses, Clint Gutherson, Dylan Brown and Reid Marnie, Rosie. Um, four very um, experienced and very dangerous players there that the Eels have to call upon when it comes to their playmaking. Yeah, all those players are so dangerous and um, you need to make sure we shut them down this weekend. The Eels had that tight win over Manly uh, last week and it was Mitchell Moses' um, goal-kicking that won it for them in the end. So, um, yeah, especially the halves there. The combination between Dylan Brown and Mitchell Moses is very strong. So, yeah, we need to shut them down this week. I'm not sure how much footy you've actually watched outside of the Raiders games this year, Sia, but have you seen much of Parramatta this Uh, season? A little bit because, you know, I'm still uh, well-connected with Junior and uh, Bells who who went uh, from here. Um, uh, last week, uh, not not so much, but um, you know, off the back of like what Moses has done, um, his kicking game's been amazing. So mm. um, that's that'll probably be one of our big priorities where we need to um, shut down because there's there's been a lot of games that he played against us where he's kicked us out of the game. Um, Reed Money, he's been you know pretty awesome for them, tireless uh, tireless defender, and uh, Dylan Brown can produce anything from anywhere and you know from you know Gutho you know he never stops talking and he, he, he's, a, he's a hype man so you know we need to shut them down. How um, do you see uh, obviously Junior's been um, one of their standouts as well and he'll probably be in the origin mix yep. um, he's going to be the one that we're probably going to have to shut down in the middle of the field along with Campbell Gillard yep. and, and guys like that. Yeah um, Campbell Gillard, uh, Nathan Brown mm. those three are their, their big guys that we need to um, you know we need to I guess, um, you know, Papa Taps, uh, Adam Elliott, you know, the other guys that um, they need a challenge to these guys, you know, um, mm. in, in the middle. And, you know, it's, it's going to be a pretty cool battle between those guys and our spine as well. Yeah, massive game, massive chance for people to get out there and be a part of it. Four o'clock kickoff, Raiders in the Eels, GIA Stadium, part of a triple header out there on Sunday afternoon. All right, podcast prediction time. Last week, Rosie, you were representing me because I wasn't able to host last weekend. So, and Papa scored, so I get a point. Thanks for that. Thanks for getting <laughs> me welcome. a point. Um, unfortunately, Loz, who was representing you and her, uh, she went for a Jack White and try. So, no point for Loz. So there, and uh, Andrew McFadden, um, he cheekily went for a Ricky blow up, but at twenty nil at half time, um, I don't think it ever eventuated. So, no points for our guests. On the weekend. Uh, Rosie, what have you got for us this week? Um, I'm going for a Xavier Savage try. I think um, that impressive try in the second half will do something similar this week um, off the back of, yeah, so I think he'll score the try. Yep, <laughs> see ya. What have you got for us? Uh, I reckon uh, Jamal Fogarty uh, field goal and um, a Ricky Stewart um, jumping on one of the players. Well, I'll say <laughs> Brett, Brett White. I reckon okay. that actually, yeah. Okay, Sticky so jumping on Brett very White specific, for a celebration. Yeah. Very specific, but I like that. Yeah, I'll make it. Um, 
an all-Indigenous uh, podcast prediction this week. And I'll say Jack White and to cross over for the Green Machine uh, in what will be a Raiders victory. Rosie, see ya. Thanks for joining us this week. Um, great to chat to you, seeing you in particular, and, and see how you've been going. And um, uh, see you at um, lunchtime tomorrow. All right, I'll catch you soon. <laughs> Rosie, thanks very much. Thanks, guys. Excellent. Well, uh, that's the end of the Behind the Line Night podcast uh, this week. Thanks to OAC Digital. We'll catch you next week.